Hi. Um, a little vort on Perak Shira. First of all, Rabbi uh, Rosenberg, the founder of Mohon Shlomo, actually used to give his one shear that he gave to uh, the Balei Tshuva in the yeshiva many years ago was on Perak Shira because he under, he felt that what he was trying to give over to, uh, to Balei Tshuva was a real sense of amuna. And where do you see Amuna? In Perak Shira, because every animal, every Bria, everything in creation knows what its tafkid is, knows what it's supposed to do. That's Amuna. He's trying to get Bali Chuba to figure out deeply um, how to understand what they're here to do and then how to do it. So everything in Perak Shira was a completion, the perfection of creation in each specific, unique entity. And the song that it sings is the expression of that purpose, of what it represents, of what its life here, or what its purpose is here. And so he wanted us to measure ourselves against that, because we're the only ones, of course, that have the Bihira, the free choice to uh, have the privilege and the opportunity to try and to try and reach our potential, as opposed to being hardwired into the system. Okay, so Amuna comes through Parikshir. The uh, the the we, I, I go to South Africa often, and Rabbi Tatz is there often, and so I'm, I feel like this I have to say over what Rabbi Tatz says to the students every year that he says was shaved of Moshe Shapiro, Zetzal, and he said it says in Perak Shira that the Chayus um, Sada, they say, that the wild animals of the field Chayus Sada, the wild animals out there say this blessing Okay, blessed is the one who who is good and does good. And the question arises, why are we saying Baruchet? Why do they say Baruchet Toivimiti? What do they see in the world of Hashem's expression that they see that they are the, they are the manifestation of more than any other Bria? And of course, what's the connection between that bless, that blessing or that song that they sing Baruchet Toivimiti and the fact that those words are the words that we associate with the fourth blessing of Birchat HaMazon, which the sages instituted in response, our response to Hashem's ask that we have, we, we bless three times after we have a meal. And one was instituted by Moshe and then Yeshua and then David Melech, And then we, so to speak, come to the fourth. And that's based on the miracle of the Harugi Beitar, the people, the, the great war in Beitar that was fought with the Romans, where many say hundreds of thousands of Jews were killed and were lying um, for years as corpses between the two camps and the corpses did not rot. And because of that miracle, we say, Hashem is good that they didn't rot and he does good in that insofar as he allowed us a burial because the Romans obviously at some point realized the miracle and then therefore allowed the Jews, they stopped the war, the siege and allowed the Jews to come out and bury their dead. So what's the, and that's a great miracle. That's the last, one of the last miracles we have. It's not, I think, the last one. So what is it about the connection between the animals of the field and Hatoyim And then your homework is, and we also, that's the blessing we say um, on wine. When you bring out a new bottle, a surprise, better bottle of wine comes to a table. We also say that blessing. So what's the commonality between all of them? And the answer is that there's something called an elephant graveyard which is a myth because nobody knows where the wild animals go to die. So Moshe said very clearly that any in the wild, truly in the wild, you have millions of birds that are migrating over Africa, millions and millions and millions of them, and, and, and they don't drop dead out of the sky, and they don't have heart attacks, and you don't find graveyards. The wild animals of the world, if they're truly wild, there's no fence around them. And that's what you can see in Kruger National Park, the animals down there in South Africa, because they really are truly wild and they're unkept and uncaged. 
that means the Kodesh Bohu takes care of their burial. That's why we have a myth about these things. No one, no one knows, and, and you can research the science. We used to ask all the game drivers about this all the time, and yeah, they, no one can account for like where the animal's just dying of old age, and you want to say they get eaten, but that doesn't work that way, and no one really knows. And the truth is, our sages teach us that the truly wild animals, they have their own burial. Shem takes care of their burial. And that's what happened with the mitzvah, with the uh, miracle of Haruki Beitah, because Bochut took care of their burial for them also. And uh, so that's the connection. Why do we do that in Birgos and Muslim? Because when we eat, we're doing the impossible. We're connecting the soul and the, and, and the body. That's an impossible connection to be made. Only Hashem can make that. When we eat, we're actually keeping the soul and the body together. Obviously, we don't. The soul will leave the body. So that's a preservation of this miracle of body and soul. And the, the, the body not decaying after the, in, in the miracle of Betar meant the soul remained with the body to a certain degree. So that's the blessing of Tov Metiv. We make that blessing of Tov Metiv when we are maintaining the connection between body and soul. Obviously, we're doing it for a purpose. And the animals whose bodies and souls are looked after in their patira, in their, in, in their death, by Hashem himself with, with, with that kind of burial. Um, also, that, that's their blessing. Hashem is good and he does good. And so the question for you is what does that have to do with wine? Why, when you bring wine to the table, an extra surprise bottle of better wine, you make that blessing also.